Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, we're sitting in a conference room at two something or other hilltop lane at the Salvation Army with Captain Rory Ward, who is the commanding officer of the Salvation Army. And that's a building that probably most Annapolitans have driven by thousands of times right next to the Pitt Moyer Rec Center that probably didn't take too much notice of the building. And certainly I'm going to venture to say have a limited idea of really what goes on within the walls of this building. But thank you very much for inviting me in this morning, Captain Ward. And what is the Salvation Army? Okay, we all know down at the bottom of the main street and outside the grocery stores at Christmas time with the bell ringing. That's right. Yes. Um, and the gentleman that sings outside of the giant right down here on Forest Drive is absolutely amazing. I yeah, love him. Dougie. He's a great <laughs> bell ringer. Great guy. <laughs> uh, I will join him in song uh, and be embarrassed <laughs> a couple times when I do that. But tell us a little bit about the Salvation Army and what the greater organization does. And as I look at you, you, you have a uniform. That's correct. And yeah. um, so there is a literal army element to this uh, with ranks and yes. so forth. Yes, that's right. And uh, that kind of goes back to our, our history. You know, we're an old organization formed in 1865 in London, England, um, by William and, and Catherine Booth, a married couple. And the Salvation Army element came a little later than that. William Booth, who was during the Victorian times, the British Empire was expanding across the world. And he saw the, the military structure as an effective and efficient way to, to get the, the job done. And today, as you mentioned, the, the, the Salvation Army, we're an international organization, you know, 132 countries around the world that we serve in, uh, that we're officially recognized. I would say there's a few that we're still serving <laughs> in that we're not officially recognized by the government, but still doing good, good work there. And yes, many people know us for the, the bell ringers at Christmas time. That's our kind of high profile time. A lot of the rest of the time, we're lower profile, serving the people who are in need. But in regards to the Salvation Army, a yeah, little bit more than, than the bell ringers. Uh, I want to read you the Salvation Army's uh, mission statement. This is what it reads. The Salvation Army, an international movement, is an evangelical part of the universal Christian church. Its message is based on the Bible. Its ministry is motivated by the love of God. Its mission is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. So you can see a little bit more there than the bell ringers. Absolutely. <laughs> well, also, also joining us is Lisa Knoll, who is the director of development for the Salvation Army here in Annapolis. And we're going to get into... You know, the needs of the building, certainly, but thank you very much for inviting me in as well, Lisa. I appreciate the, uh, you know, the opportunity to sit here oh, and talk and learn a little bit more. To, to have this conversation. <laughs> thank you, John. I did not realize that you guys were a religious-based right. based organization, and yes. I noticed on my way in the front door that you do have a chapel. That's correct, um, yes. Do you have weekly services or... Yes, yes. Um, for us, and again, through the Salvation Army's history, it's always been about holistic 
ministry. So uh, the focus, again, of our, our founders, William and Catherine Booth, if you would go back to 1865 in London, England, it was the East End of London, very destitute uh, community at that time. People were, were suffering, very depressed, many alcoholics, women, men, and children. And William and Catherine, they just had a heart for, for these people and to, to raise them up. William was a Methodist uh, minister, a preacher. And so they set up a tent by the most popular pub in the East End. And ironically, <laughs> it was in a graveyard. Uh, and so they started to, to minister to the people, to bring them in. And what they would do is they would give them something to eat. They would give them a place to wash. Many people just didn't have that. And they would, uh, they would preach the, the good news of Jesus Christ to them and give them encouragement in that way. So it was the, the spiritual, the kind of the emotional and, and just the practical physical needs as well. And that's carried through our, our history uh, even to today that we do locally here. Well, it seems to be like the, the three tenets of what everybody really needs to live a, a complete life. I mean, and, and it, it doesn't, you know, I mean, we can talk about different denominations and everything else, but I mean, you know, you do have to have some faith. You do yes. have to have, you know, you've got you've got to have some basic needs met, and you've and and you've got to have hope. So, I mean, I think you guys are, you know, right on, you know, where it needs to be. Are you a and a minister? Yes. Uh, so my my wife and I, my wife Sarah, we serve together, and we're both ordained ministers. So we'll be coming a Sunday. It'll be Captain Sarah one week, and then Captain Murray the next week, um, and that's that's how we do things. Yeah. And on Sundays, do you wear the robes and the collars, or do we wear the epaulets and the ties? So with, with <laughs> us, uh, it's uh, this uniform plus a, a tunic, which we call it. Okay. Um, that's kind of more our, our formal wear, I guess you could say. Uh, but no, no collars or anything like that, other than my very, shirt collar. <laughs> very interesting. Well, you know, we did talk about the bell ringers, and I mean that is the. I guess, and I could be wrong, but that seems to be the signature outreach that the Salvation Army has here in Anne Arundel County. Yeah, I think uh, certainly for Christmas time, our Red Kettle campaign, again, very interesting history with that going back to 1891 in, in San Francisco. There was a big depression going on at that time, a lot of need, and the Salvation Army captain there decided, hey, I'm going to try and raise some money uh, to give these people a Christmas lunch. But obviously, they, they needed the support from the community to do that. And so he uh, set up a, a kettle. Um, I think it was a crab pot. Yeah, a crab pot. In uh, San Francisco is wow. where it started. And so done by the Oakland Ferry, where the Oakland Ferry kind of came in. He'd stand there and uh, he'd get the donations in. And that then worked so well, the other Salvation Army heard about it and were like, maybe we should do that in our city. And that grew and grew to what we have today all across the U.S., in, uh, internationally as well, in, in Korea and the U.K., um, it's all over the world. Do you have any idea how many bell ringers there are? <laughs> Worldwide? <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness. So many. I mean, I mean... Uh I mean, well, I mean, well core-wise, core internationally, we have, what, over 15,000? Yes, core, there's core a lot of, lot of Salvation Army churches. I mean, there's, um, you know, about 2 million members of our uh, organization around the world. And that's not counting all the volunteers. I mean, sure. that, that is the backbone of what we do. Sure, we have kind of our, our small staff and our volunteers, but it's to the community that we look. And so 
for the bell ringing, for example, if you want to put a number on, on uh, bell ringers, that would be difficult because so many people from the community, you know, come and, and ring as individuals or as part of their church or just a family. It's a fun thing to do as a family and kind of teaching the kids to uh, the importance of giving back. Could be businesses, you know, who come and ring the bell for us. Uh, it's open to, to many people. Yeah. Well, giving back is is a huge aspect of any well-rounded Rewarding life, anyhow. And I know that Anne Arundel County, uh, certainly through COVID and through, you know, in, in general, is a very, and Annapolis is a very giving community. Um, you mentioned that you've got this very small staff, and uh, I'm probably looking at half of it here. We are lean and mean. You rely on volunteers for a lion's share of work? Yeah, I think so, particularly at the big times of service, like uh, Christmas time. You know, we have our bell ringers. We also have our angel tree campaign, which is where we raise uh, uh, toys and so on for um, uh, for families in need in, in our community. Those have to be sorted. Those have to be bagged. And that kind of in itself is one big operation that we need a lot of uh, volunteer support for. Well, I know that uh, over the years, the uh, Santa Speedo run hmm. uh, has supported uh, Giving Tree campaign. Uh, I don't know whether it was specifically for the campaign, but I know that they, that some of the toys that they request some of the runners to, and I'll use the term runner loosely, to bring in would be delivered over here. Right. Um, what other type of programs? And I guess, you know, that, that you guys are involved in. Okay, we've got the bell ringing, which is the uh, so, yeah. red kettle. Our annual holiday campaigns include the red kettle bell ringing. So they start um, the 19th of November. And I think uh, we have 15 kettles in our, so we're the Annapolis core is what we're considered here. So we cover most of Anne Arundel County. We don't cover the Northern part. They kind of fall under uh, um, Baltimore. Baltimore. But so for the majority of Anne Arundel County is serviced by our core and we have 15 kettles and those kettles get placed and are manned hopefully beginning November 19th and uh, running through Christmas Eve and they're collected every day. But um, we have a wonderful resource right now called Register to Ring to help businesses and individuals actually schedule themselves. We just started scheduling people. So it's a huge effort, but very important to us and the causes and the programs and services that we can offer because we need the resources. These some a big chunk of resources come in during this holiday season because they know who we are and and um, we have corporate partners like Walmart, Sam's Club, Giant. I mean Giant and Safeway. They all allow us to come, and that's a big endeavor for us. So and and press worthy then too. Of course, you know people know us because you guys um, are you guys taking credit cards at the kettles now at this point? We are. You can Google Pay. You can Apple Pay. That's right. You, can you can QR code. You can just, you can come up. It's a it's a cashless option. You can do it online. We do red kettle campaigns virtually, so you can. There's we have lots of different options for people to. I, I say we do. Right. We are in a cashless world. I mean, how many people have money and cash I, money I, in their wallets right now? So yeah. So we have an example of our kettle with the stand out in the front, and um, and you literally can just wave your phone in front of it, and it'll pop up, and it'll it'll give you options of how much to donate. And do you we, pop up with like hundred thousand dollars as the default? Yes, we'll start, we start with hundred thousand. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, that had to be such a challenge for you guys, because I mean, you basically uh, your income at 
way back when was based on whatever spare change was in my pocket mm-hmm. coming out of coming out of the grocery store and right. anymore now it's you know, there is no spare change coming out of the grocery have, store. Have you ever rung the bell, though, John? I'm Personally, honestly, I have never rung, yeah. rung the bell. I know Fred Payone has done it. I know oh, that yeah. Nancy. Well, Annapolis um, Rotary Club yep. man, it mans the uh, city dock and has for a long time. And that's where I, when I was in the Rotary, I was, I rang the bell down there. And it is amazing. It's a fun thing to do to really get into the spirit and kind of um, relate with you know, doing good things. Well, our big motto here at the Salvation Army is doing the most good. So I think it's a very um, first person way of kind of connecting and learning. And you'd be surprised when somebody walks up and puts a hundred dollar bill in your kettle. You don't, we don't touch it. The ringers never touch the money. They put it in the kettle themselves. So it's a, it's contactless. So very, very good giving our. (laughs) Every year it seems that I hear or read a story somewhere where somebody puts some kind of a crazy gold doubloon. Diamond ring. Some diamond ring. Some kind of crazy, crazy, <laughs> non-traditional donation. Does that happen every year in every outpost? Well, certainly or? you hear the stories, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and our uh, my very last location a few years ago, we did have a, a few occasions of that. Silver bars being put in. Um, sometimes, as Lisa said, diamond ring, you know, or whatever. So, uh, with those, we want to make sure that it wasn't accidental because sometimes right. people oh, 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 yeah, oh, exactly. give it back, give it back. Give it back. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to kind of get that gone but um but usually yes uh, gold coins sometimes in there as well and that's a wonderful thing um just, people are so generous john you know and i'm really as you said earlier I'm, I'm very impressed with our community here and how giving they are with regards to our fundraising, our kettles, as, as Lisa mentioned, is a big fundraiser for us. It's our largest fundraiser of, of the year. And so the donations that we get in each day through the kettles are, are very generous. Our issue right now is actually the manpower. And as Lisa mentioned, we have this resource, registeredring.com. So somebody can go and register to ring.com and they can check out, they put in their zip code and they can see our locations uh, that we have available for them. Pick a day, pick a time. Um, to and, a, to and our shift, to I our mean, shift. do a two-hour shift, and it'll help us, you know, cover these because, um, and we do. I think it's important to note, well, like we have Severna Park, we have Edgewater, we have Crofton Gambrels, we have Annapolis. So throughout those areas, that's where we have our kettles set up, and um, they're usually in, you know, of course, the stores know we have agreements with them to be there. So some of them, we collect the kettles at the end of the shift. So we bring them back here and we're able to securely transport the money and count the money and all that kind of stuff, put it in the bank. There have been times and it's often, uh, you know, we have to depend on some paid ringers, which is surprising when people hear that, but we can't have these kettles out there without. So we Somebody kind of, we have to have people there or we're not going to raise anything so it's it's a and often that is in itself a service to the community you know it's a a position maybe a seasonal position for uh for a grandma who wants to kind of have a little extra for christmas Mm -hmm. for the grandkids you know um it could be that uh or those maybe who have uh, some difficulty holding down a, a long-term position, uh, sure. but can do it for a season uh, in the seasonal work. Um, that's kind of what we see. I think you probably everybody probably gets a little bit more out of it um, by doing it out of the goodness of their heart and, right, and, and vol- right. volunteering to do. And I, it is know, a feel-good thing, and I think that yeah. um, you know, being accessible and for people to know, and this is why this is so valuable to us, John, is that don't hesitate. Please, you know, check the register to ring, check it out, call us, come in, whatever. But I mean. 
these it will help us because then the money that we raise we give back to the community so and and we don't need to have to sing to do it. You can I mean, sing. You can, we, but prefer, feel- we, we encourage singing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've never been asked to ring, ring, ring a bell. You've heard but, me say so. We're trying to encourage people to come. As long as you don't deter people from That's approaching. Right. That's right. So, what is that noise? I know, right? <laughs> we want to appeal to people. <laughs> the money you raise is the largest fundraiser that you guys do in here, and it's to support the programs. And I mean, I do know that you have a food bank down on the lower level behind yes. um, the building. But what other programs? And l- let's talk about the programs that the red kettle supports and obviously it's not just that it's you i mean you're looking for donations 247 365 and like right. as Absolutely. anybody is but what are the other programs i mean that that's that's what brings the money in but what where are you giving it out through? Um, you know, uh, certainly the the money that comes in through the Red Kettle campaign that uh, stays local and is used locally here. People can be assured of that. And for, for us here, uh, of course, you mentioned our social services department, which has our our food pantry. We have our clothing bank. Uh, we have our, our hygiene bank and our baby bank. Very important for, of course, baby formula and supporting families. Uh, low income right now is difficult to find baby formula sometimes at this this point. We have our utility and rental assistance that's available and that is supported by the funds that's raised through the Red Kettle. And of course, we have our our seasonal assistance as well. Um, So that would be at our Thanksgiving, we give our Thanksgiving baskets through the food pantry uh, as well. And then, of course, our our Christmas programs, as we we mentioned, uh, the, the Angel Tree program. Uh, but we have started a new pilot program, and Lisa wants to talk about it a little bit. We have just uh, started a school of music, and uh, we have Can a wonderful... Jack Black? Like this, doing the school yeah, of rock? I school know, rock. School rock. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, you may know that um, the Salvation Army is known for their brass um, music, so um, hoping to uh, instruct a little bit of appreciation and education with uh, brass. We do keyboards, and we're doing guitar education. So with the pilot program just started this fall, and um, we have a wonderful youth and music director who is putting together the curriculum, and then we have a new semester that's going to start in January. We were just awarded a little grant from the city of Annapolis, which is awesome to give us a little kickstart. Well, we are looking to offer um, 40 scholarships. That doesn't cover it all. We're, we're looking for other, um, other help out there, but it would be either free or affordable for these students, ages 7 to 18. And then we do have the classroom um, space here in, in the um, building. So, it's just Tuesday nights, but we're also looking for any musicians who want to volunteer as instructors. Um, there's a lot of talent out there. You know that in this um, community, most of us are have some musical connection, and we're like we like to invite people in to try to help. I definitely put the word out to the musicians. Just you know, hey, come on in and, and I know. help Let's help, jam. The, help help the youth <laughs> the, the, the ute of tomorrow. I guess. Right. Is, well, is, I think it's one of those. And at the same time, you know, if we're if we're tapping into the local schools where children are going home, and you know, maybe this is going to expand their horizons a little in in a different you know arts way that the schools right now are losing so much of it for the, the funding. funding. The funding is tough on the public school aspect, and, yeah. and I remember there was a gentleman in town who unfortunately passed away from uh, COVID during the whole pandemic. But uh, Robert Eads was just such Mm -hmm. a advocate for the kids. And I mean, you look at the kids that are getting in trouble 
And I, I say kids, but I mean, that's right. You know, well, and, and he says, the reason they're getting in trouble is because they have nothing to, to do. do. Exactly. Uh, they, they come home from school. Uh, you know, there may or may not be a parent there that may or may not be, you know, involved and engaged with them. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They, they hang out on the corner and they're, you know, kicking stones at cars that go by. Uh, you know, or, or you know, whatever, or, or worse. Right. And he said, you know, I mean, he was such an advocate for get the kids to the rec center, build a basketball court in their neighborhood to let them do something, let them be active, let them learn whether it's a skill. I mean, you know, I've been an advocate for putting like some sort of a business incubator in in some of the public housing communities. To, mm-hmm. And this is just absolutely wonderful to turn around and because I mean, you know, a, a love of music is a lifelong. Uh, hobby, skill, avocation, career. And I, and I kicked my mother when, oh, okay. uh, if she had only forced me to do piano. Too I, funny. I'm still it's so, a- still so mad. I can't, <laughs> well, I can't sing or play. I was at a, a function at a, at a church the other night and they were, they were singing some things. And I realized why I'm so horrible at singing is because the hymnals, they take like real words and break them up. Oh. So like it's B. Space hold, and I'll be going and be hold <laughs> as opposed to like the be hold. You know? yeah. and so I, I think that's where my mind uh, doesn't work as far as the singing goes. But I mean, it's, it's a wonderful program to be able to bring in. And obviously, I mean, you, you mentioned as far as scholarship goes. So obviously, it is tuition based as well for those that can, you know, that. That, that can afford the tuition or a partial tuition or... But in reality, if we could offer scholarships to every single one, then that would be the, a win-win. It's just a matter of finding those resources to help support it. But we're, we're going to figure it out and we're going to be in touch with the schools and see who we can get in here. And I think that in regards to the singing and, you know, musical you know, acumen, that kind of thing. But it's like athletics. We're not all born natural athletes, you know, but you can try. And I think trying is, you know, as much as my mother moved our piano into our unfinished basement. So I took piano, but I had to practice in a dark basement. Mm. So I blame her for the (laughs) fact that, uh, that I don't play piano right now. We're so, all blaming our mothers here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. They're not here to defend themselves. Might as well. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, I just remember that. So I also took tap dancing, that, and then I of, had to tap dance in the basement as well. So that was that's, very cool. Uh, I'm not a tap dancer anymore. No, no. So <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> give it a try. There's, there's, there's places it's worth to a do try. That. You don't know what uh, musical, uh, you know, you know geniuses that's, that's are true. Out there. During during COVID, I did buy a guitar and tried oh, to self teach myself, and that didn't work out too well. Come on and help instruct. You know, know, although although I may donate the guitar. Oh, Oh, there you go. I mean, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I I think that might be a better use of the guitar than me trying to play it is to let somebody that has a chance with it. Um, But I didn't realize that the depths of the Salvation Army and what you had. I mean, you mentioned the clothing, uh, not pantry, but the closet. Closet. Yeah. I I didn't realize that you, you all had that. I didn't realize that you had the, for lack of a better, the baby pantry, the, with the, and and that, and, you know, A, A, I want to, you know, kudos to some of our legislators. I think Sarah Alfreth was one of the lead one on that to, to, Ixnay the tax on diapers and right. formula and stuff, which I think is going into, um, you know, soon or, or already has. But I just remember when my kids were little, just, you know, the cost of diapers and formula is just 
astronomical. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you know, you you think of folks that are on a, you know, as as we all are on some sort of a limited income. If people are indifferent, but you know, when you've got somebody that is on on the lower income side. That's just such a huge, huge chunk. And, and it snowballs when you've got, you know, if you've got to turn around and you have to have your child in diapers and stuff like that, then, okay, then where does the other, you know, where does that, where do we squeeze that other tube of toothpaste? Yes. Where do we make hard decisions with our and, finances? Yes. And then at that point, are we turning around and, you know, buying crud food? Yes. Uh, you <laughs> know, uh, which, which <laughs> morphs into health issues, which morphs into, you know, how, you know, well, I mean, it's just this never ending thing. Uh, and again, you know, go back to, you know, just the slightest little bit of opportunity and most people can survive and a little bit of help. And we all need to get, you know, it's uh, the Beatles song, you know, we all get by with a little help of our friends. And at some point, I mean, I know there have been periods in my life when I have been so thankful uh, for that hand that comes down and says, here, let me help you up. Yes. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough that, you know, now I, 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 I seem to be on my feet and not stumbling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's from a uh, metaf- metaphorical type of thing. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll trip over the curb on the way out of here. But, you know. but yeah, John, I think that for, for us in the Salvation Army as an organization, you know, you go to any Salvation Army, even around the world, and it won't look the same. Because it's dependent upon the community needs, uh, what is needed in the community. And then the Salvation Army tries to direct our services to meet that need. And so for, for us here, that's how we've developed these programs. Periodically, we reassess you know, our programs and look at them and look at the community needs and see if we need to make some adjustments to that or start something new. Uh, and that's where we're at right now. In fact, we're in the midst of uh, a, what we call a mission planning study. And so that is looking, at, like I said, an evaluation of our programs, looking at the community needs, some of the demographics and all of that, um, and seeing, again, how we can perhaps adjust uh, some of our programs uh, to meet the community needs. You talked about after-school programs for kids, something for them to do. That's something that we're kind of looking into. We're looking into an expansion of our, our social services, uh, our food pantry. We really see the need just in the surrounding neighborhood around us here in Hilltop. Um, and we think that that uh, we could really meet that need. Uh, again, we need public support for that. Um, sure. We are, you know, adding and growing to our advisory board, who are uh, members of the community that uh, support us and, and give advice and advocate for us. So we're we're looking to grow that. Um, we've expanded a couple of new members this year, but uh, heading towards you know uh, eventually a, a capital campaign, hopefully for that. And with that, again, we need that support. Do you have enough room here in the building? For all that you do or all that you want to do, I guess. Yeah, I think that's for us here, uh, we have a, a great size building. You know, when you look from the road and hilltop, it kind of just looks like a kind of a small place. But uh, we kind of had a little walk around before we, we got on here and it goes and it goes and it goes. But we just kind of maybe need to adjust some of the footprint downstairs. Uh, our social services, you know, it's kind of crammed into space that wasn't built for it. Uh, we're very good in the Salvation Army in making things work and making things just function and doing our that's best like on behalf. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Figure, figure out a way to figure get it done. Figure out a way to make it work, right. <laughs> and that's what we have been doing for, for a number of years now. But if with that desire to expand in order to serve the greater need that we, we're seeing, no, we would certainly need to look at 
perhaps a, a dedicated space for our social services. We have some space, uh, an area in our on our campus that we're looking at perhaps to place a new uh, family resource center. Um, and that would house the, the food pantry. Uh, we could see that being a, a grocery style client choice model, a warehouse, uh, so that we could store all of the, all the food and all of that. But at Christmas time, you know, when we have the, the toys come in, our gym, gets taken over by those, which is wonderful, but it just means that we can't then use the gym for, you know, two months um, of right. the year. And we have partnerships with, you know, the Annapolis Soccer Club. Um, and, and That's a little bit of the West Coast. Of that's coming that's my West Coast coming through there, yes. Or he's from uh, Washington State. That's Everybody's right. Like, Our last so. place was uh, in, in Washington State, Bellingham, Washington, up near the Canadian border. Yes. But the Annapolis Soccer Club, great partner uh, with the Salvation Army here for a number of years. And our, our time here, we've actually expanded. Uh, usually they have their indoor winter futsal um, from January through to the beginning of March. Usually this year, they're doing some of their fall training inside. And at, at some point, we would like to also perhaps look at exploring uh, a summertime program inside. But uh, we have a, a difficulty with that, don't we, Lisa? Well, we we lack our air conditioning. So our gym, which is a beautiful gym, and my kids played futsal here. So that's how I knew this um, Salvation right. Army. But um, we are a little limited in the fact that we, we do not have air conditioning. So and there's I, two back doors on the... On the metal steps, don't. Yeah, don't, no, don't we have cut ventilation, which is great, is and helpful, and everything. But it, it, we are, we, we would like. I was going to step in before the we wrap up and just say that part of what we are looking to achieve is to tap into some more grants and um, opportunities to enhance access and our our ability to serve more people. The gym is one thing that we would very much like to update and and with. The air conditioning is something we're looking at in the um, in the food pantry. Um, we talked about this on the tour. Is that we have some other providers that are interested in um, donating food, but we need a, a refrigerated box truck that can pick up pallets, which we do not have. It's kind of a horse cart situation. We can do more if we get the truck. We can serve more people, but you know, and we can we can provide more opportunity for rec center type activities here in the summer if we have air conditioning in the gym. And um, you know, so it's it's one of those things that we just have to put the pieces together and just get the word out and see, you know, who's out there that has what and how can right. we how can we make introductions right. and, and visit. Just cut a hole in Pip Moyer next door and put a little well, tube, tube a causeway, between the two and you'll, yeah. ne- you'll never know. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, the city is, uh, we're, we're working on some relationships with the city, but like I said, they did um, give us our, our most recent grant for right. the School of Music. So we're very appreciative. And Okay. I mean, the best way to support you immediately in the near future, well, after November 19th would be to drop some money into a red so kettle. don't donate. Um, how, how else can we contribute and help you guys throughout the year? Yeah. Well, uh, if I wanted to just talk a little bit more about the Angel Tree mm-hmm. um, campaign that we, we do as well. Uh, so that's uh, 400 families that we serve, you know, maybe about 1,300 kids. We also have a component with that uh, kind of nickname it Silver Bells, and that is our, our seniors. We're looking to serve about 100 seniors this year. 
And how the program works is that we just completed our signups this week. We'll be printing off angel tree tags, that we call them. And they get taken by businesses who want to host an angel tree. Usually businesses are putting up their Christmas decorations. They can just hang it onto the tree that they have there in their, in their office or lobby or whatever. We have uh, two locations at, at the mall, two trees at the mall as well, where people can go in. You'll take a tag. Uh, it'll have uh, the child's first name on that, uh, age, and, and their requests on there. And then you go and you shop for those requests. Uh, oftentimes, again, they may be parents look for a kid that uh, is about the same age as their kid or whatever. And then they bring their child along like, well, what would they like? What would they like? You know, and, and they purchase it together. It can be a real fun thing. And then it gets brought back to our location here in Hilltop and we, we process it then in our gym. So with, with that, you know, we would be seeking hosts for our angel tree tags. Sometimes offices, maybe you'll take 10 or 15 tags just for the office as a staff to adopt and to shop for. Or again, like we said, some larger businesses perhaps take a few more and, and put it onto their, their tree in their lobby. Um, and th- that's where we're, we're at that point right now, just corralling some donors and businesses that are interested in hosting trees or just a group of tags. And Captain... Ward mentioned uh, the mall has two trees. The uh, Annapolis Town Center is going to have a tree near Santa. We've got um, Annapolis Cars has just committed to two trees. Wonderful community partner. They're awesome. Yeah, I know, right? So um, that will be uh, Genesis, Hyundai, and Volvo are going to participate. And then, um, but we have Green Street Gardens down. um, Lothian Lothian is, they take 100 tags on their tree, which has grown over the years. So really, it makes a huge... The biggest, we, we gotta, the biggest yeah, we gotta get one all? in City Hall and I in, know in the I'm Calvert with you, Center. John. That's the thing. I'm like, why City Hall doesn't have a tree? I do not know. But Annapolis uh, Yacht Club does a tree. The biggest that we have is uh, Naval Academy Midshipmen's. Right. Right. Uh, the six six company. six company does. Um, they call it the Giving Tree, and they have uh, committed again this year. They actually take 500 tags. Right, that's right in Bancroft Hall. Where yes, they, Bancroft they Hall. It's a big to do, and they do an amazing job. We're so very lucky to have them as a partner so how many tags get in, in a year get turned in i mean i'm, I'm just thinking you're processing these yeah. these gifts is it's a, a huge task it is um it is and it that is <laughs> part of the miracle of christmas in a way is that it happens but also seeing the gifts come in uh, is just wonderful and the the bags fill up in our in our gym is just a really heartwarming it blesses me a lot um and particularly in the mid midshipmen and seeing them and knowing that they're students and they're giving uh, of themselves as well to to adopt um you know a, a child uh, for christmas time uh, probably some of that that midshipmen uh the sponsor thing probably rubs off on them i mean they've got families locally here that have adopted them exactly so. giving back it's <laughs> giving all about back. giving back forward, i just yes. i just had a i'm meeting with the um indian creek they have a Upper school has a program called uh, Eagles with a Purpose, and they have committed to come to help gift package the gifts. So on December night, so we'll have a, at least a solid week where we'll take the gym and all those toys and all those gifts will be uh, triaged basically. And so this connection was made through a couple people, and now they have a class of eighteen kids, you know, upperclassmen, and they're gonna. That's one of their civic. Outreaches, and I think it's amazing because it really plants that seed. Hopefully, to become I, a better I do, citizen. I do love that public schools and private schools all do usually have some sort of a service requirement within their curriculum. 
to some go to, a little above and beyond, which I think is you know I, a, agreed. Agreed. You know, I mean, some are too, just you but, know, okay, I mean, yeah, right. So check I, off the box. And I know. <laughs> move yeah. On, so it, it's good to you know. Plant, that's, yeah, plant that's, that's wonderful. So, mm-hmm. We can obviously come in here, and we're two seventy something. Three fifty one. Three fifty one. Hilltop that's Lane. Two, that's two, okay, next door. Two seventy five. Yeah, three fifty one Hilltop. I mean, we can come in here and we can drop off a check. Absolutely. Um, apparently, we can go to the sample sample pot there and wave our phone in front of it too. Right, <laughs> you right. can. Um, checks I, I are accepted at kettles as well. Uh, yeah, so we yeah. cashless, and it doesn't have to be just at Christmas time. But we're we're here. Our doors are you know we're open every day from well Monday through Friday eight thirty to four thirty. But yeah. even more at Christmas time. Christmas yeah, we'll, time, we'll we're pretty much here all the time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that is certainly a great way to to support and to help. And as Lisa mentioned, you know. The, our distribution is December 13. People can sign up to help us with that and, and with actual distribution day. But also, as Lisa mentioned, the, the week before that, the week of December the 5th, people, uh, groups, uh, businesses can sign up to help bag the gifts and organize all of that uh, through that week ahead of the, the distribution. Yeah, we have some pretty impressive pictures from past Christmases where the gym is just piled with fun stuff, you know, smiles, future smiles. What don't we know about the Salvation Army that would uh, surprise us? Well, I think that uh, one thing that maybe not a lot of people know is the Salvation Army is an emergency disaster response uh, organization as well. So down in, of course, Florida right now, um, many of my colleagues uh, down there are just working their their tails off to help people and, and serve them. And even them in the midst of their own disaster, you know, their, their homes potentially flooded and that kind of thing. The Salvation Army started as a disaster response organization really about 1900, but uh, came alive in 1906, 1906 fire and earthquake in San Francisco. And from then, we've always had that be part of our organization. So each officer like myself is is trained in emergency disaster response. And that could be locally, you know, of course, the, the coastal flooding that we have here, that could be nationally, you know, I could be drawn to serve in, down in Florida right now, or it can be international. For example, a few years back, of course, Haiti and, uh, and Dominican Republic and the earthquake there, Salvation Army going and responding. We send in teams. It's really very organized, partnering with um, effectively with the Red Cross and other government organizations uh, down there. And here locally, we also have a good relationship with the Office of Emergency Management as well for smaller good. things here. Well, it's good to know they've got somebody to... Uh lean on if they need it. That's right. A big role of the Salvation Army is to actually support the first responders. Uh, so we'll have our, our mobile canteens, and those are essentially big food trucks. Right. And we go and prepare meals and serve the, the firefighters in the fires in California, for example, or uh, the, the police if there's kind of a, a big situation. We've had occasions here locally where maybe power has gone out in a, an apartment building and they need somebody to come along and just have some meals interesting uh, bag lunches or something like that just something to eat for for people yeah you mentioned that uh disaster uh, started at, at the fire in san francisco it seems like san francisco is sort of the epicenter of the the good ideas that come for the salvation army oh. between the kettle campaign and the uh, <laughs> well, it, was, it was very it was very early you know very early on the the salvation army of course um looking at american history so, uh, san francisco was uh, the big city right. you know on that coast so when uh, the salvation army started the work over on the west coast it was first started 
in San Francisco. And that's where they were headquartered in the West Coast for oh, a long okay. period of time until, of course, L.A. grew and uh, became more significant. True. Yeah. Well, you know, we are in an area, and I've talked to several people in the in the giving realm of the food bank and community foundation and whatnot. And I mean, the, you think, okay, well, COVID's done. We're cool. Uh-huh. Um, and without exception, everyone is saying that the need is still exactly where it was. Yes. If not higher, mm-hmm. more than, than where it was. And I know that the yes. community foundation just released a report poverty among, I think it's poverty amongst plenty. That's yes. right. Tomorrow Fantastic report. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, we do have it up at Annapolis, but you, they're going to have live presentations with Dr. Pamela Brown at, Tomorrow uh, at Maryland AACC Hall. Maryland hall. And com- yeah, the um, Chesapeake yeah, Arts Center. Chesapeake Arts. Yes. Thank you. And I do encourage everybody to uh, get a hold of that report yeah. uh, and read it. It's long. It's uh, some make, say it's boring but it's definitely um eye-opening yes and it will show you that you may live in your own little bubble and you may think everything is wonderful um, but if you open your eyes a little bit you'll see that it's not and that's why we need to be such a giving community that's why we do need to support the salvation army that's why we need to support the food bank and uh and you know i I know i when i donate blood and not to diss the red cross because they do wonderful things but i donate it to through Anne Arundel Medical Center yeah. because uh, that blood does stay local. And I, I, my, I have a very local a local focus on that. And certainly if they, they need to sell blood to because there's something crazy that happens someplace else, yeah, absolutely. But uh, let's let's try to you know keep it here to help our neighbors. Right. And uh, so I mean, it jumps back into the biblical, you know, love thy neighbor as, as I sell. That's right. And that's it, you know, from from us, uh, particularly with the Salvation Army, that is the the basis. You know, one early slogan of the Salvation Army was heart to God and hand to man. And that really just encapsulated our our ministry. You know, we do it for the love of God because actually Christ commanded it. You know, he didn't say, hey, this is a good thing to do. Maybe you should think about doing this. He commanded us to do it because we need it. We need each other and we need to support each other and those in need because you never know when you're going to be the one in need. True. True. All right. Burning question for me before we wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You said you were talking about the church services on Sunday. I mean, do you guys do funerals and stuff like that too? Funerals yes. and weddings and stuff yes. like that? I mean, so you're like a, yes. not the right term, but a full service church? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we are, particularly when it comes to the funerals, obviously, oftentimes very unexpected. and uh, People are left in a financial position that uh, is, is difficult for them. The Salvation Army, for example, I, I do not charge anything for doing a funeral a service, nothing like that. Uh, we just want to kind of come along, support people who are, who are mourning, for example. Yeah. But you had mentioned that you go in there on a Sunday and you may see your wife, and I forget her first name. Sarah. Sarah, you yeah. may see Captain Sarah, yeah. Captain Rory there. Yes. All right, you're both captains. Yes. She doesn't outrank you? <laughs> no, although she was commissioned about a minute before I was, so she often oh. says that. So. Uh, she has more experience. She, she tries right. to pull out experience. Who <laughs> <laughs> pulls rank at home? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> co partners. Yeah. And the best way to become involved, to learn more about it, stuff like that, is to come call on me. in? Mm-hmm. Or call me or email me. or. What's the phone number? 410-263-4091. Okay, and you guys are on Facebook too, right? We have a Facebook page, yes. It's and any kind of announcements and stuff like that would be on there too? Yeah, typically all our announcements are on there. Um, our programs uh, through pantry days, uh, our seasonal kind of announcements, when signups are happening, all of that. Uh, we usually put that out through our Facebook page, yeah. 
I want to thank you so much for your insight on this and thank you for the service that you've done for the community. We are again speaking with Rory Ward, who is the commanding officer for the Salvation Army right here on Hilltop Lane. And we're talking with Lisa Knoll, who's the director of development. And uh, again, the need in Anne Arundel County is great. It's not going anywhere anytime soon, uh, although we all wish uh, it were. And, uh, you know, I mean, you half jokingly say that, you know, it'd be really nice if uh, you guys were all unemployed and there was no, it was a perfect world and there was no need for anybody. Um, but there is, I mean, if you can volunteer to help bell ring, uh, certainly if you see a, a red kettle, uh, give, give generously. If you've got a, uh, crazy 19 carat diamond ring that you're just dying to get rid of, <laughs> drop, drop it, drop it in the thing and they'll get it appraised and figure out how to, how to convert that into, uh, much needed cash to work for the initiatives. I mean, we've got a great music program that's budding here. Mm-hmm. We've got the pantries, we've got the closets, we've got, uh, you know, baby needs, we've got, you know, senior needs. There's, and, Thanks, and, you, and you've got some great things that you're looking to move to the future. I mean, uh, if anybody has a refrigerated box truck, Give, give them a call. Call Lisa. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we look forward to seeing the expansion. If you might, you know, look to, you know, expand at some point. And I realize those are all sort of baby steps and, you know, sort of pie in the sky. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, the vision for the future, John. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really what we want to do because uh, we're, we're determined, like I said earlier, to, to meet that need um, and to help and, and to expand ourselves to do that. I think we want to do that. And to collaborate with others, I want to mention that as well. You know, partnerships is the key. This is a really collaborative community again. And, and that's what we're looking to do also is to expand our, our partnerships, our collaborations with others, because no one organization uh, can do this all alone. Right. Um, True. So. Very true. Very true. Well, I'll tell you, you know, as a good friend of mine says, uh, I'll, I'll steal his little hashtag, but uh, thank you for making a difference because you really have made a difference in the community. And I thank you so much for everything that you have done, are doing, and continue to do. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.